okay, I'm watching my children, and I'm like, okay, I can't. Can I angry black man this thing, right? And I don't know if it was angry black man, but that's how you would be perceived. No, yes. no, no, no. I was defending. My, I feel like I need to defend my son mm-hmm. and all of our children. And this woman just kept, oh, no, that's not the way we touch. Oh, that's not the way we interact with people. Oh, that's not the way we communicate to our friends. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I just wanted to. Mrs. Melanin. And I'm Belief Mel. And we're here with episode 214 of How, How Married, Married Are you? you? Okay, my name Belief. This is Yvette. We married 13 years. Living in California, we got four, four kids. kids. Relationship scary. It's very necessary. We share our love of struggles. We ask How, How Married, Married Are You? Every Tuesday and Thursday, shoddy. If you're listening, you're in a wedding party. It's okay if you want to put your hands up. You got the questions. We got the answers. It's chocolate baby story time. Chocolate baby story time. It's chocolate baby story time. One, two, three, and... All right. So this weekend, we surprised the kids with a trip up to L.A. We took them to Bluey's house. Mm -hmm. And... Initially, when I brought it up to Glenn, I was like, either I can just take Anaya and Uzi or, you know, it was just a whole bunch of like, what should we do? We ended up deciding to take all the kids and go as a family. And um, I was a little nervous about how Theo and Uriah would take, like how they would feel about going to see Bluey's house. But it was actually kind of cute to watch them like be try to contain actually I don't think Raya tried to contain his excitement but Theo was trying to contain his excitement and then at certain points you just saw big smiles on his face and his eyes were beaming with bright lights and it was just really sweet and yeah it was nice I even was kind of like oh my gosh this is Bluey's house yeah it's pretty cool it's a cool little spot up in LA if you want to go check it out I think it's there for a couple months yeah all right (laughs) okay I'm gonna take it yeah you're gonna take it I was gonna let you Really? You gonna let me take it? Wait, what? About the white babies? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say white babies, but goodness gracious. Okay. So, my people <laughs> out there, I've noticed something. I don't think I don't. Okay, I don't think this is a white baby issue. I don't think this is. It a It may color. not be a white baby issue. It's, it's just not a white a, baby it's issue. It's a but, parenting issue. But let me tell you something. Yeah. And we don't even know if these kids were white. One of them was for sure white, but I don't know about the other kid. They but were anyway. not melanated. Okay, so we had an issue with the behaviors of other children. Mm-hmm. And once we kind of sat and we, like, watched other kids, we were like, man, our kids are freaking fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Because these children mm. that coexist, like, they just do whatever they want to do, mm-hmm. right? And it's different from when, like, Uzi is kind of a, he was kind of like a terrorist in his own home around like two or three mm-hmm. and he's gotten really cool but he doesn't do that outside the house like you're mm-hmm. not gonna catch him throwing sand at other children mm-hmm. or wilding out or doing anything like that but the kid this was one kid we get into the bluey house and the lady's telling everybody hey stand here everyone do this this one lady's not paying attention to her child he walks through the oh, yeah, door yeah. <laughs> that was supposed to be like a, a surprise, surprise for, for everybody all the kids and i said lady your baby is over there. <laughs> is that your baby? And she wasn't even concerned. Oh, sorry, Colin. Come back here, Colin. Like it was just like I was like, what the heck is going on? And then 
at the end of the thing, there's another little girl who is just screaming mm-hmm. to, with the top of her lungs in Theo's face. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that pitch that only Mariah Carey can hit? <laughs> just screaming Literally right... Literally would just turn toward him and go... Ah! Right in his face. Right in his face. Multiple and Theo was times. Like, and I'm like, okay, I'm watching my children and I'm like, okay, I can't... Can I angry black man this thing, right? And I don't know if it was angry black man, but that's how you would be perceived. No, yes. no, no, no. I was defending my... I feel like I need to defend my son mm-hmm. and all of our children. And this woman just kept... Oh, no, that's not the way we touch. Oh, that's not the way we interact with people. Oh, that's not the way we communicate to our friends. Mm-hmm. And I'm like... I just wanted to grab a like, woman, if you don't get that child... I was so angry. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what is wrong with our society to where... If my child behaved that way, yeah, it would be perceived that he's dangerous. Yeah, but your child is allowed to do whatever they want. And I said, and I was, we got in the car, we were talking to the kids about it, and I was like, hey, that was a parenting issue, right? That's not a child issue. There's nothing wrong with the child. It's a parenting issue. They don't nip things in the bud all the time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so that's why every kid isn't like you. Kids are just different. And I'm not saying that all kids are like that mm-hmm. or all, you know, these type of kids are like that. But it was very, very, it was hard to escape it. And anytime I'm somewhere, I've noticed it. Mm-hmm. It's often. So and I don't. It's, go ahead. No, I, I, I'm not going to say anything nice. And I think it's interesting because we were talking to the kids about it and they were bringing up other children that they don't enjoy being around for similar issues. And they were not white. <laughs> Sorry. They were and black kids. So um, with that said, it's kind of like it was kind of it was actually pretty sweet to be able to hear them talk about how that behavior was unacceptable. Like that our children understood that. And so I. I don't know. I feel like we really just had a moment where it was like, yeah, we're doing a good job. Yeah. Because sometimes I, I don't know. It's not that I don't think we're doing a good job, but sometimes it's just, you just really don't know until you know. And we got to see to this weekend that our kids are good kids. Yeah. Like genuinely good kids. Yeah. They, They're still kids, but they are good kids. They got home training. They have home training. Right. And I'm, and I'm wondering if those kids that don't have that home training if they walk into business and life more free because they believe they can do anything mm. like i'm like oh my gosh are we hindering our children by not letting them be wild mm. interesting you know what i'm saying because when we like, no i don't think so i do believe there are other ways in which we allow our children to express themselves that is just as meaningful as, I mean, I'm not even saying that those other thing, the other way of doing it is meaningful, but it's inappropriate. Yeah. I don't know, man. I'm having a hard time though. Like I'm not, I don't feel like when we walk out the house, we need to co-parent with other people. Mm, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you need to keep your eyes on your child mm-hmm. because I'm like, man, if your child, like if Theo was to like, scream back at her mm-hmm. like that little girl who was probably like three mm-hmm. like ooh, we were all looking at her like what in the heck and the mom just kept smiling and I remember one time specifically we went to the park and there was this kid who was like way bigger than Uriah mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And um, Raya was like maybe two at the time. Mm-hmm. And this kid um, wouldn't share the swing with mm-hmm. Raya, right? And then kind of like pushed him out of the way. And his gra- the kid's grandmother was there. Mm-hmm. And the woman was like, Raya got up angry, like when he wanted to like defend himself. And the woman was like, oh, he looks like he's going to hit hit back. And I was like, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm a black man at a park with black children in California, and I'm defenseless. Mm. And I was like, oh, I don't need to go to the park. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to stay in the house because mm-hmm. I'm going to get in trouble messing yeah. around with these people. But yeah, man, I, I think we need to talk. If yeah, you, if you have friends, mm-hmm. sorry, if you have friends that got those kids, don't avoid them. Just tell them, hey, man, we don't parent the same. And in order, like, I think we should have, like, hey, if you, we if we gonna be friends, I'm gonna need your kids to act appropriately. Because mm-hmm. when them kids come to my house, I shut it down, mm-hmm. knock it off. I don't care. Hey, we don't do that here. I don't know what your mom and them do at back at the house, right in front of the mom and daddy. But we don't do that here. Mm-hmm. So knock it off. Mm-hmm. You are good for that. And I hate it. You hate what? That you? Are... I have to do that. Oh. I'm sorry. You were going to say something. No, I was just going to say it's just not fair. It's not fair. The considerations we have to make as black people in America, really, um, raising our children. And then it's like, man, we aren't even giving our children the freedom to be able to just be. But if you think about it, like that child grows up and he could do whatever he wanted to do. And then he's he gets some type of job in an authoritative position and he does what he wants to do. Like it's just so difficult. I don't know. Anyway, I'm not getting gonna get into it. But anyway, uh shout out to y'all, man. Thanks for being here. Episode two fifteen. Yeah. No, two fourteen. This is episode two fourteen. Oh, two fourteen. <laughs> um, two fourteen, yeah. We're back at it. Uh you know, make sure you like this video uh, and give us a kind review on the podcast uh, platform you prefer. Um, we got some really good vi- uh, reviews on Apple uh, Podcasts, and we love the comments that we see in the comment section on YouTube videos and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, we have something very special coming up, the Mother's Retreat Unplugged Retreat. The Mother's Retreat of the Year. Yeah. Um, it is the Unplugged Retreat. It's happening Mother's Day weekend of this year, um, and you are invited to attend. Mm-hmm. If you are a mom who doesn't do a good job of taking time for yourself, this is a great opportunity to gift yourself with some time away. Yep. It's a Friday, I start Friday through Monday. Um, we are going to have praise and worship, Bible studies. We're gonna have a few activations and I'm trying to keep a surprise because I don't wanna ruin all the things. You're going to be staying at the lovely Savannah Resort in Carefree, Arizona. And it is just going to be a glorious time for you to be able to connect with yourself, to connect with God, and to connect with others. And just create space to just be. I will not be um, scheduling every minute of your time away. You can spend it however you want. If you want to join us for certain things, you can join us. If you don't, you don't have to. If you just need time to be with yourself and to journal and to just kind of be present in the moment. That is what I am trying to do. I'm creating space for all of that. 
You get spa service, food vouchers, um, all types of things, y'all. I'm telling you, it's going to be a great time. Mm -hmm. And I really hope that you would join me. It's going to be a small group of 25 women. So I hope that you guys would um, hurry because (laughs) I don't expect the tickets to last very long. So early registration is happening right now through February 29th. And then the prices go up. And there is a payment plan available through uh, PayPal Pay Later. So you get through the registration form, get down to checkout, and then you would choose Pay Later. And it allows you to do four installments um, over a period of time. But you'll have to see PayPal for details on that. But y'all, be there. Husbands, I'm going to let you speak to the husbands. Yeah, man. Or get the your, baby daddies. Get your wife out of there. Get your get your partner out of there. Make sure they have some time to rest. Uh you know, as we've been hearing from like the past few episodes, man, these women be working hard out here. Mm-hmm. They be going after their dreams and yeah. you know doing a lot so that you know we can do things that we need to do too. But it's a lot of women that you know they really put aside time um, for their families, for their partners, and all this other stuff, and they're dealing with their partners' families and making sure that you're connecting with people and all this stuff. And so, yeah, the least you could do is give her a break, an opportunity to rest. Um, and Mother's Day is the perfect time because. Um, as a mother, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know a lot of people like, oh man, I want to spend time with my family on Mother's Day, but you spend time with your family all the time, right? So once you take Mother's Day and spend that for yourself, uh, yeah, along with my wife. So she'll be gone and, um, yeah, it's going to be a great time. So I'm watching these chocolate babies. Uh, make sure you go out there and, and, um, you know, enjoy yourself, get somebody, watch your kids and, and have a good time. Um, also go with your mom, go with your mom, friend, figure that out. Yeah. Go with a partner. And I think it's, I think it's. Less expensive if you guys go together. Yeah, it's a, a if you want to share a room with um, another friend, the ticket is like a it's a difference of a thousand dollars. So, yeah, yeah. That's um, a good idea. but also going by yourself is pretty <laughs> good too. Yeah, it's inexpensive. Right? I mean, huh, it's still a good price for going by yourself, but also like having that time like to experience the things and then come back to a room by yourself to reflect on what you've experienced is good. Mm-hmm. So. However you want to do it, just be there, y'all. And I will say this just really quick. People have been messaging me like, hey, I would like to do the double room rate or the double queen rate, room rate, but I don't have friends that will come with me. And so if that is somebody that, if that is you, just send me an email because I'm actually getting a couple of those people. And if we can can partner with you guys, um, if you're open to being roomed, bunked with somebody, that's totally good. I mean, the rooms are nice, so it's not going to be a bad situation. All right, when ready to get into this email? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, my situation is very complex, but I will try to simplify it as much as possible. Also, please excuse my grammar. English is not my first language. I was born and raised in Germany. I met my current husband in 2014 whilst I was on vacation and visiting my family. We started dating roughly a year later, and it was a long-distance relationship. I lived in Germany, and he lived in Nigeria. When we started, I just love that we have, like, international listeners yeah y'all rock i lived in germany and he lived in nigeria when we started dating i was only 20 years old and he was 28 years old i think it's also important to mention that at the time i met him i was very active in my church i went to church at least four times a week because i was involved in different groups choir intercessory etc he was also very involved at his church being the usher and a close friend to his pastor before meeting him i never had to the desire to get married or have children. Hmm. Also, that may be due to trauma growing up as the only black girl in a small white populated village and not feeling beautiful or desirable. Anyway, what I am trying to say is that he convinced me. I was a very naive girl that had the mindset if I should 
ever date someone, he should be the first and my last. So breaking up was never really an option to me. Wow, she put the commitment at the boyfriend stage. Interesting. Mm. Dating someone, the first and last, that's a lot of pressure. I was very naive if I should ever date. Oh, she did say that. I used to visit him at least once a year for a month. Most Oh, wow. Mostly two times a year, though. I used to date. I used to visit him at least once a year for a month. Mostly two times a year, though. During my stay. Oh, she's saying mostly most of the time it was two times a year. During my stay, I lived with family and he stayed at his house. We were celibate until marriage. We got married in 2020. Yes. During the pandemic in Nigeria. Looking back, I realized we never really, okay, wait, well, they met in 2014. So that was six years after they met, they got married. Looking back, I realized we never really went on dates or did special things that people who are dating normally do. We might have gone to the movies once or twice during our whole relationship, but mostly we hang out in his neighborhood whenever I was there. It was my first relationship, and also I knew that he didn't have that much money, so I didn't expect much. And also, I thought that everything is either normal or understandable because I had nothing or no one to compare it with. As a more matured woman now, I realize how much I actually missed. Mm. I never had this romantic experience and never had any man really pursue me in that sense. We did talk a lot on the phone when I was away, and obviously there was a lot of chemistry around, but was it enough? Arguments and miscommunications started to become the norm for our relationship about two years in. And whenever we had disagreements, he would just give me the silent treatment, sometimes for more than a week. It was a major red flag to me. But as you know, as you now know, we still got married. The weddings, traditional and church were horrible. <laughs> um, honestly, maybe the worst days of my life. Wow. What? But what was I, the worst days? <laughs> she said. The weddings and the church? The weddings. It seems like they had two weddings, a traditional oh, one and a church wedding, were yeah. horrible. Honestly, maybe the worst days of my life, but I do not want to go into detail because the, that would just prolong things. But I think you get the gist of it all. Mm -hmm. Ever since he moved to Germany, everything has been going downhill. He didn't get a job despite his degree because of the language barrier. I had to take some time off of work because of depression and stress, clinically diagnosed. And we seem to always fight or not talk at all. I got pregnant and gave birth to our son in May 2022. He is such a blessing and I am grateful, but I just feel bad for not giving him a stable home. My husband and I barely talk, do not really spend time together, and never really have sex. We also do not go to church anymore because he and my pastor had a bad encounter and we have not found a suitable church since. He has started going out more, sometimes even comes home at 6 a.m. and sleeps till 2 p.m. And I am left alone with our son. I feel like he is not happy here and he blames me for not having the life he envisioned. At first, I thought we could somehow overcome our struggles. I used to call his pastor for advice and counseling, but my efforts felt in vain. Because every time I addressed our issues, he, my husband, would blame me for everything and give me the silent treatment. Now, even for months, his pastor could not really help us. So then when I tell him I cannot do this anymore, he would apologize and we might even have sex for once, but eventually things would go back to normal, miserable. Mm -hmm. I always believed that relationships can be fixed, but in order for that to happen, I think both parties need to be need to put in the effort. I do not think he really loves me and he does not put in the oh, I do not think he really loves me 
and he does not put in any effort into the saving the relationship. I also think he resents me because I am the breadwinner in our household and I have always financially supported him throughout our relationship. He accuses me of not respecting him, but is very comfortable with letting me take the lead. I do not want to lead. However, nothing ever gets done if I do not make sure things are done. To conclude it all, my last straw and was the miscarriage I suffered last year. I'm so sorry for your loss. Mm -hmm. I got pregnant after our usual makeup sex session because I had to stop taking the pills. Why should I load my body with hormones if I am not active, I thought. I went through my miscarriage of twins ugh, alone because he was giving me the usual silence treatment. And that just because and that just because I asked him to be more emotionally supportive. And he felt that that was very selfish thing to ask for because it was his loss, too. I want a divorce, but leaving him would mean he might have to go back to Nigeria. And I do not want my son to grow up without a dad. <sighs> my parents do not want me to get a divorce. For them, my issues with my husband are not major enough because he is not a cheater or abusive and divorce after only four years would be a disgrace to our family. God has surely called you to do this, which is why I believe any advice from you guys would be valuable. P.S. I have been a subscriber for over four years and was a Patreon, Patreon, patron at one point, but I stopped when you took a break. Yeah. <laughs> the break from how Mary are you really literally broke my heart, but I'm glad you're back now. I would like to remain anonymous. Of course. Um, thank you so much for your support and even for putting your dollars or investing into yeah. the how married are you ministry. Oh man. Go to belief in good.org. If you want to support though, <laughs> we have a whole subscription base there on our platform mm, and yes, all of our backup content is actually on belief in good. So, um, Brad is going to fix the, uh, password login situation. It's good to go. All right. He already fixed it. Okay. Belief in good.org ladies and gentlemen. Just for an update. Uh, okay, this is sad. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm like, I'm almost like, damn, man. Like, most of the emails we get are like, you know, th is this the climate? <laughs> yeah. And so, and I know, I know people are inclined to write into us because they're experiencing a tough season. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because I was just thinking about this, and I was like, man, everyone's dealing with some heavy stuff mm -hmm. including us mm -hmm. and so it's hard because it's like yeah sometimes we just get so exhausted from even trying from the efforts that we make that we are just like is it even worth it you know mm. and a lot of us <laughs> i i she said um the one of the main reasons she doesn't want to go for it with a divorce is because she knows he would have to go back to nigeria which would leave her son or her child is it a boy i can't remember would leave her child without a father mm -hmm. a present father and so it's just really hard because it also feels like a lot of us feel stuck i don't feel stuck i'm I don't, i'm not gonna include myself in that sometimes i do feel stuck in certain aspects of what our life entails but not in this marriage you don't have to <laughs> no but lie. i lie no, if I don't feel, feel stuck married to you. I feel stuck I in other ways. But here's the thing: is like I get it. Mm -hmm. Like I, you feel stuck. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't. Did y'all see my light? My water bottle lighting up. 
Yeah. We should put this as an affiliate link. In yeah. The- <laughs> Yvette has a water bottle that tells her when to drink. <laughs> Not by time, but by light. And it connects to her phone mm-hmm. and her watch. Mm-hmm. So she knows. Because the thing is about Yvette is that she'll have one of them, hey, 9 o'clock, 12 o'clock, 11, 1 p.m. Like those water bottles, and they don't ever get drink. <laughs> so this is like a more, it's dope. Right? Yeah, it's called a um, hydrate spark. We will have to put the thing yeah. in the, because it's legit, and it keeps your water cold. You know how those other water bottles, they don't keep your water cold. Okay, my, our friend's in a crisis here. I know, I'm sorry. So um, speaking of me feeling stuck, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Um no, I think that there is a certain level of endurance, perseverance, what staying power that you have to just believe and have faith that your partner is going to see you one day. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But how long? That's what I'm saying. Mm. Because. When we were dealing with the sex issues, mm-hmm. I was like, God, what I do to you that this is my life? Mm. Like, I was sad, like, constantly. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And when you were dealing with me, like, refusing to get a job that didn't, that wasn't a certain status, and I was like, you were like, yo, Work anywhere. Like, what does it matter? Work at Target. And I'm like, I won't work at Target. I won't work at this place because mm-hmm. it makes me feel good. And you're, and then you hit up Pat. We sat down with the mentor couple, and he's like, work anywhere, bro. What are you talking about? You got to prove to her that you're willing to work. I was like, I proved that when I married her. He was like, how? <laughs> what did you do? Mm-hmm. And so I think that there is a faith requirement that hmm. you should have when investing in any person, right? Like if I hire someone, I'm trusting that they're going to be able to do the job. But it's not always true. Like some people just ain't got it in them, you know? I think the worst thing you can do as far as when you marry somebody, besides like marrying a cheater or an abuser, is someone who's obviously not in accountable relationships because then they have the ability to do whatever they want to do without any repercussions. Now, some people like it's like those really um, aggressive people who are like, yeah, they want to pull you away from your family. They want you to forsake all of your friendships just for them. Right. They want you to be, you know, which I think Yvette probably thought I was like that at one point. You know what I'm saying? But I knew that for me, I'm like, yo, I just want to be considered over other people. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want you to put people before me. Like, I'm easily dismissible. Mm-hmm. Um, but this situation is obviously you're married to someone who's extremely immature. You know, and someone who cannot communicate how he what he's talk, what he feels or whatever. And so he weaponizes, it, it actually is abuse <laughs> when, when it comes down to it. It's not physical abuse, but it's mental abuse because you can't do anything without him getting angry and like just saying, well, I'm not going to talk to you. 
you know, as my way to get back at you. And I think that is a way that people manipulate people, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, my heart breaks for anybody in this situation, but also if the signs said beforehand that, but I guess she had a bad mental process because she said, I wanted to date, I wanted this person to be my first and last. She was committed to the man before even having a ring on. So she settled early and she hoped for the best. And now it's turning out that, you know, and even, you know, oh, yeah, we did it God's way. We were celibate. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were apart for a majority of the time. Yeah. Yeah. This is tough. I feel I feel like <laughs> mm, um, mm, mm. come on now. <laughs> I don't know what to say because I guess what I would say to those of you guys who are 20 and looking to date or whatever is to find a woman, to find someone who um, you can look up to or who has been there, done that, and who's living or doing life in a marriage that is healthy I'm not saying perfect, but healthy. Um, and just be talking to pe- people. I feel like I feel like we we talked about this not too long ago, but how it's so important that we do life in community. We are not living on an island. And I feel like sometimes we can isolate ourselves and feel so alone. Oh. Um, and we don't have to. At least that's something that I'm coming to terms with. I was talking to a friend recently and she she's going through something and she was like, you know, the last time we were going through this process, I felt so alone and isolated. And the second time that they're going through the process, they're actually like opening up their lives in order to invite, invite other people in to walk alongside them, to pray alongside them, to do all the things. And so when I think about the resources that we have via the How Married Are You website as far as Mm -hmm. the dating to marry list and even the premarital advantage. I feel like those are things that if you are single right now, really tap into those. (sighs) I actually had an opportunity to chat with a longtime supporter of the How Married Are You podcast this weekend. And she and her fiance went through the premarital advantage and she was talking about how valuable it was for them. And then she even invited Um, Or she was even sharing about how, like, it really did trigger conversations that they were not having already. Yeah. And so I know that the premarital advantage is designed for people who are in relationship, but I also think it's something good for you, even if you're not in a relationship, to purchase. So you can start answering those questions for yourselves. That way, when you come into relationship with somebody, you have a better idea of those questions that Tico added, like, you're married, you're getting married to do what? To be who? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I just think so much, uh, so many of us are doing life in isolation and without accountability and without being, first, we have to be honest with ourselves, but then we're not being honest with other people. Mm. And if you're in relationships right now and you don't feel like you have a safe 
friendship or a safe partner or a safe mentor or whatever, then I would strongly caution you to start being honest with yourself about why that's the case. I think Glenn challenged me the other day when I was talking about some of my friendships and he was like, you know, you all have up a wall. (laughs) He was like, you all have up a wall. And he was basically encouraging me to be the first one to let it down because sometimes we have to be the proof that it's okay or we have to give people permission with our own actions to do things, if that makes any sense whatsoever. Yeah. Um, But I just, I think about this young lady and I'm like, man, if she was telling somebody, like if she was telling me, hey, when I start dating this the person I'm going to be, this is going to be my first and last. If she had told me that, I would tell her, girl, you tripping. But you know what's <laughs> crazy about people who are young? Yeah. They dumb. <laughs> they dumb for real. They think they know what they talking about. Mm-hmm. I've talked to so many people. And, hey, man, don't do that. Mm-hmm. That's not smart. Mm-hmm. They don't care. Mm-hmm. They want to do what they want to do because they think they're right. Right. And like they can't they can't hear you. They think they know what they're talking about. And it, that pro- sounds like a really good idea. Like, hey, I'm going to be so committed to that man and da 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 da. But what if he's not committed to you? What if he's lazy in arguments? What if you know what mm. I'm saying? Like you got you can't just be with somebody, but like people don't want to hear the truth. Like so even I'm going to just say this. Go ahead, babe. Don't get a mentor if you're not ready to be, and... I'm sorry, you didn't finish. Dang. Go ahead and finish and say it so I can say. I'm going to turn my volume down because I don't want you screaming. In my <laughs> don't get a mentor couple. Don't get a mentor if you're not ready to be a listener, a mentee. Amen. Right, a student. <laughs> like, you got to be willing to listen because otherwise you're just wasting people's time. Yeah. Right? And you know what it is. Ugh. You know you got a trainer. And you wasting oh. the trainer time. You don't you don't do what the trainer tell you to do. But they'll collect your money. They'll get your money, right? <laughs> but don't like, and that's why you should be paying your mentors for sure, mm. right? But I'm I'm a, I'm like, I want to be able to say, hey, like, listen to this advice. This is sound advice. But some of y'all are so stuck in love mm-hmm. and stuck. I want I want to say stuck on stupid, but I don't want to be rude. But it's like really, you just <laughs> it don't. It is what it is. It's it's like you're you don't know. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you don't know any better. Mm-hmm. So you're following your heart or what you think is right, but really there is a there's a system to in a in a way to do things for a reason. Mm-hmm. So if you can look at spend seasons with people and you understand, hmm, I know that communication is a big thing in relationships. And this is how this person communicates. Mm. This is how this person argues, mm-hmm. right? And I know that that's not going to last. A good question is, hey, do you plan on in growing in your skill of communication or is this how it's always going to be with you? Mm. That's a really good question to ask somebody. <laughs> what do you mean is this how it's always going to be with me? Like, are you always going to, like, get silent and not talk about your issues? Is this what we're gonna, how you're going to be for the rest of your life? Well, I, and that's a oh, if that's a question. Mm-hmm. If you can't answer that question, then fine. I was talking to somebody who I've known for my entire life, and I was like, "Hey, man, are you like, what's the goal here? Like, what are you planning on doing? Do you have a plan about how to fix this situation? Because this is your fault. <laughs> this is your fault and your responsibility. Do you have a plan on how you're going to fix this?" And they were like, "Well, I was just waiting. I'm just waiting for them to figure it out." And I'm like, 
yeah, that don't that don't sound right. You know, you're you're, you're allowing everything that you love to slip away. Mm-hmm. And I think it's okay to your life partners deserve those type of questions. Mm-hmm. And so even as like Yvette and I like you know pushing through some tough seasons and going through a lot of stuff, like I'm like, is this how it's gonna be? Because I am not down. It's respectfully, mm-hmm. like I am not okay with that. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not doing it. This is the off ramp for me. If this is how we're, this is how you're continuing on doing stuff. Count me out. Mm-hmm. And it's a true story. Like I've said that to Yvette. Not trying to say, hey, like do this or, but I'm just saying, like I'm not. I can't. Like I can't put up with this. You know what I'm saying? For too much longer. And you know I shouldn't. You know what I'm saying? Like, that is a real thing. Like, hey, do you plan on changing or is this how you're always going to be? And if this is how you're always going to be, be like that with somebody else. Like, we shouldn't shouldn't have to get a divorce, right? But if you're not going to change and be effective communicator, Mm -hmm. what's the point of us being together? Right? Like, if you can't answer that, hey, I need an answer by tomorrow. Because I don't need you. She can say that to him, right? What are you thinking about? You were like in La La Land. I'm not in La La Land. Um, Would that irritate you? (laughs) You always irritate me. What did I say? You didn't say anything. Um, Lies. What decision do you think she has? What? Well, she says she does want a divorce, but she doesn't want the kid to grow up without a father. Mm -hmm. And that's not... I feel like that's a decision he chooses to make, not her. Like, he, you, see, I'm not trying to say get a divorce, but I'm just saying if you decide to go that route, that is not your responsibility. He's a man. <laughs> yeah. He can choose to get a job local and then be a part of that child's life. There are ways for him to be a part of that child's life. It's definitely going to be more challenging, but that is not your concern. He helped create this life. Therefore, he has to figure out how he's going to be a father. Your only responsibility is not to make it even harder for him, I think. Mm -hmm. Like you can set clear boundaries and have rules and you guys can come to an agreement on something. But as long as he desires to be this child's father and be in their life, that's something he needs to work out for himself. Um, Yeah. And and someone who's leaving the house and coming home at 6 a.m. Girl. And you're saying, like, oh, and I'm not saying the dude is cheating. But if you're saying, oh, he's not cheating, man, that's some real crazy behavior, man. I don't know where a person goes till 6 o'clock in the morning without, mm -mm, I don't know anybody. (laughs) Does anybody, hey, y'all ever stay out till 6 o'clock in the morning? Brandon? Jordan? No, sir. Jordan? Yes, sir. Yeah. Glenn does. Glenn. <laughs> Glenn, Glenn be uh I'll be here in the office. I'll be here. I'll be waking up in the middle of the night, like, where is my husband? Sometimes I'll be here and then, working. I mean it hasn't happened a lot, but it's, it's, ca- happened. it's happened a couple times. Yeah. But that's not your life. You I try know. to relate yourself to this person. I know, I'm just saying stuff happens, you might get caught up in a creative moment producing content. Yeah, but I also will like, hey, look, this is what I did last night. Well, look at listen to this mm-hmm. or watch this. Mm-hmm. That's what I spent all night doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um yeah. Yeah, girl. Yeah, if he's staying out till 6 a.m. and he don't talk, I don't know, man. That just sounds terrible, you know. 
And I think if your parents are sitting here like, hey, I don't know. I don't know if anybody can make the decision for you. I don't, I, I don't know why we're fight, we always fight for these relationships. Like, because we are pro-marriage. Like, our, we're a pro-marriage couple, and we are not for divorce. However, I get it. You know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes you just be in a relationship, you kind of like, I should leave. <laughs> you just like man, I should just, I should just get my stuff and dip. You know what I'm and saying? And I and I think that's the case, not just for marriage, but even for some friendships that we have, or some and jobs. even familial relationships that we have. Yeah, I think sometimes we. I was talking to Tico. <laughs> she was like, "When it's not until you set boundaries that they are going to get it. Because if you set those boundaries and you remove yourself from the situation, then eventually they're going to have to try to." do the work to meet you where you're going or where you're trying to be. Mm -hmm. And so um, I think that if anything, I've heard of people getting divorced and coming back together, but like this man seems like he needs a wake up call. And I think the only thing you're doing is enabling his laziness. You're taking care of this guy. <laughs> it's like he's choking the we, uh, the root, your roots. I, I got a, I got an issue with the emails we've been getting. I love the emails. I'm not saying stop emailing, but I would love to hear the men talk mm. because I don't want this platform just to be about <laughs> us talking about bad relationships and like, like men being trash yeah, and giving all the women, our female listeners, no hope. Everybody sounds like a dark skinned dude in a Tyler Perry <gasps> movie. Wow. You said hold on, hold on, hold on. You didn't, I don't think they heard me because you interrupted with the gasp. <laughs> well, don't uh, repeat it. A dark skinned dude in a Tyler Perry movie. Gosh. Like, that's what everyone seems like, right? You know how he be doing. All right, the, okay. Keep going. I love Tyler Perry, but it's, just, just keep going. it's a bald black dude <laughs> in every, in every uh, you know, most of the films that's kind of like this, you know, antagonist, you know what I mean? Um, and I, don't, I know that. Men are going through it as well. Mm -hmm. But it, the crazy thing is, I know why dudes don't email in. Why? It's because they watch it with their wives, and they're if they describe the situation, <laughs> their wives going to be like, he's talking about us. <laughs> but nah, for real, um, what is our advice here? I don't think you can go on like that. You don't, You deserve better. You deserve better, I think. While it's not physical abuse, there is some form of abuse going on here. And um, yeah, my, okay, go ahead, I think you can consider your parents, you can consider your child, but how are you going to be able to show up healthy for everyone else if you're not? Lily Rochelle, where, where is, is she? she? Why are you barking? Hey, can you knock it off, please? Sit. Um... Here. Sit. All done. Um, but it's like we it's it's literally like why I'm doing unplugged. You gotta put the mask on yourself. And uh yeah, I think mm, I'm pro marriage. Yeah, yeah. I'm pro marriage. I don't know what to say here. It's hard for me sometimes to be like, leave that guy, because that sounds like some dead weight nah. that you're carrying over there. Yeah, but but I think what I would do, because I'm petty. Mm. Oh, man, I'm go. so petty. I would hire a private investigator <laughs> and get him tailed for like a month. 
you know what I'm saying, or two weeks or something like that, just see, what, what is this man doing? And pull up on him with a video camera like cheaters. <laughs> God. You understand me? You make sure, you know what I'm saying, pull up, be like, oh, I caught you, da-da-da-da-da, and then figure out what you want to do. Because there's no way that this dude is going and hanging out till 6 o'clock in the morning and he not up to something crazy. That's what I would do because I would need to I would need to see it and verify it with my own eyes to be like, okay, now I feel better about making whatever decision I'm making. But if he's at a 24-hour Starbucks reading the Bible, <laughs> <laughs> then you can't you can't leave that man. You understand me? What? But if he's out cheating, then you, you can't leave that man because he's reading the Bible. If he was reading the Bible, it ain't getting through to him. He, well, he, maybe there's no fruit there. Maybe it's a whole nother side to the story, and she got something going on with her. You know what I'm saying? But I don't think that's true. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. right? There would be some proof of that, and then I would go, okay, cool. So now I feel more comfortable. And then my petty self, I'd hold on to the footage and be like, now if you ever, da 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 da, I'm gonna put this out and show it to the to your family. That's what I do. Mm. But I'm 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 the worst. Mm-hmm. I'm like a um, yeah. If I got into that situation, yeah, yeah, ne- leave and never come back. <laughs> You do something like that to leave me. Leave and never come you back. Leave and never come back. Okay, Just noted. T- do like the uh, hyenas told Simba, like when he left and his dad died. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, how married are you? Mm. I'm so married. This morning I didn't let you leave the house without your Apple Watch. Mm. <laughs> how married are you? Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Sorry. I was supposed to do this part. Um. Oh man. Phone's that? Oh, there it is. But I need it to be video. How do you do that? Mm. Brandon, can you put my um phone on video mode, please? And then press point five and record. Oops, did I do something? You know how to do point five? It's like a little vowel. Look, he holding his hand on his hip. He got attitude. (laughs) (laughs) What happened? (laughs) He's like, you don't think I know how to do a basic uh, iPhone camera? Um, He put his hand on his hip. (laughs) How married are you, babe? Um, Okay, so we were looking at some stuff today, and you left. We were looking at a car, and you left your phone in the vehicle we were looking at. Mm -hmm. And we were about to leave the place, and I was like, hey, babe, your phone is right there. Thank you so much. Yeah. And And that's that's just just how married we are.